Hi, Faux Up to the listeners, and welcome to another episode brought to you by John Dutton and Bobby Gaucher. I'll be filling in for John Dutton today. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, you'll hang out. All right. Uh, how you doing, Bobby? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. Uh, so this word was your choice. Mm-hmm. I'm really knocking him out of the park lately. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a doozy. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. I do too. I agree. I think this kind of thing comes up quite a lot. So tell everybody what it is. Today we'll be discussing apology. So, Bobby, is the choice of word this week, apology, in any way inspired by last month's visit of the Pope to Canada? Absolutely not. Okay, good. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, I think it's very interesting that there's very public figures issuing apologies lately, and it's made me think, what is an apology? When does it matter? And does it have to be public? Mm-hmm. Good point. I think into, I, um, we are certainly not discussing all of the aspects of the terrible things done to Indigenous people in Canada for which the Pope was theoretically apologizing. We're mm-hmm. not going to talk about those specific incidents or the, the injustices or anything because that is a huge thing that, that is oh, yeah. way We're beyond not. the scope of Foraptor. But there was a bit of a debate about whether the apology that was given, because I remember reading... Like pretty much Pope apologizes for blah, blah, atrocities or genocide or, or whatever word came after it Okay, mm-hmm. in a headline. He actually couldn't think of the word genocide while he was apologizing, but he later said, oh, yes, it was a genocide. Turns out that's what I meant, yeah. even though I didn't say it. He's getting yes. old. He forgets words. Well, that's that's everybody forgets words. I don't want to say it's because he's old. I don't, I don't want to be ageist about the Pope or anybody else. You're However, right. The Pope's a young spring chicken. For a Pope, <laughs> he's popping. Um, we can delete that part. No, it has to stay. <laughs> so, For uh, a poppin' Pope, the apology wasn't the worst. Are you saying the popping Pope's apology was perfect? I'm not saying it was perfect. No, um, well, but, but here's the thing that I understood from certain commentators here in Canada was that he apologized on behalf of certain people but never apologize on behalf of the church, which is the institution, Mm -hmm. the church that he belongs to and is the chief representative of, that was responsible for half, approximately, of the residential schools in Canada that did all kinds of bad things. Yeah. So now we have a situation in the last 20 years. Canada's apologized twice. There's been two public apologies by two different prime ministers. Mm. The Pope's come and apologized. But has anything gotten better because of these apologies? But was it even a real apology? It's because it's very easy to say. This is the thing about apologies. We all know that apologies can be done wrong in the sense that you can go, oh, I'm so sorry that you feel bad that I did this thing. I'm sorry. Oh, I, right. I hate those I'm apologies. I'm sorry if you're... I'm sorry you feel is my least favorite course, thing on the planet. Of course, it's not a real apology. Yeah. It's like it's taking no responsibility whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So he didn't do that thing. There was responsibility taken, except that it seemed like it wasn't... On it was all oh this is it was still passive. It was well, it was it was a a few or even a lot of bad apples. It wasn't this entire institution 
that used all of its power in conjunction with other major institutions like the Canadian government. To steal and kill your kids. Yeah. Or to steal and uh, assimilate them. But either mm-hmm. way, the stealing of the kids part is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad that. If any, any of you listeners have kids, you don't want them stolen and their names change and you don't know where they are and they might be dead. Mm-hmm. You just don't want that, right? So you'd think that somebody who was working for some organization that perpetuated that crime would apologize at minimum for, for the role played by the organization, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we have a very difficult time issuing apologies from institutions instead of from people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the personal apologies starting to come very naturally across the board in almost all cultural significance now. You can apologize as a person to many people, a whole culture, and be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, well, that's it. Can I interrupt you a second just to say, this is what I, I meant to be, I was meant to lead up to with my previous long blah blah which which is it's almost easy to say i'm sorry it's become like for a lot of people it's hard to say you're sorry you know Mm. but like it's culturally so accepted now to be like sorry that has it lost a bit of value is what i want to put out there well i don't know if it's lost value but it's lost accountability Mm -hmm. to just be constantly i think back apologizing like apologizing for things that you didn't necessarily do mm-hmm. but you're apologizing on behalf and you don't really have any skin in the game mm-hmm. yeah it's too easy it's too dumb and yet there are situations within the concept of restorative justice where apologies and they have to be really genuine and they're part of a, a much bigger process involving victims and the criminals mm-hmm. who uh, did the crime against those victims those seem to be very effective in terms of like moving on from things, right? Yeah. And I think that's the only apology that's effective publicly. I think effectiveness of apologies relies on private. Really? Okay. That's interesting though, because I feel like there were representatives of Indigenous people in Canada who would have liked a much more specific public apology from the Pope, not just, yeah, yeah, some people, uh, sorry, sorry on behalf of those Christians. Yeah, I guess. But the Pope very publicly came to Canada. Mm-hmm. Very publicly. Every he time really, he went... He really sneaks into countries, the Pope. No, but it's ridiculous how public this is. Mm-hmm. Like that he shows up, he has a whole bunch of people come and sit in front of him. They give him a headdress and he's like, yep, sorry. I think it would have been much more effective to actually go and meet with communities and speak to them behind closed doors. Right. Okay, that's a very good point. And maybe... Whether effective or meaningful somehow, and for some of those communities maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe it would have had it had an impact, you know, for him to show up, not just communities, at some of these actual places. Mm-hmm. The, the school, the residential schools where we know that there are bodies there for, for you know, no kids should be dying at school for anything, mm-hmm. right? Why wouldn't he go to one of these schools is, is what I'm thinking, because surely that is a statement of apology in itself to you know, if a criminal is taken to the scene of a crime, I'm not saying the Pope's a criminal, but like as a representative of an organization of that the criminals. committed a criminal act yeah. and thousands of them, that's in the restorative justice that I guess might be a thing, right? You sort of, you have to put the uh, effects in front of the face of the criminal. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think in regard to restorative justice, a lot of those cases, especially in Canada, have to do with sexual assault and it's the victim's choice. Mm-hmm. how the criminal apologizes to them. That's and I point. don't think there was a lot of choice given to Native people on how the apology was issued. I think it was a very public statement yeah. that, again, the criminal organization 
who enacted what happened got to choose the way that it was presented. And I think that's the key issue. That is a very, very good point. If you're saying I'm doing an apology, then should step one of the apology being asking the person that you want to apologize to how they would like you to apologize or where or when Mm -hmm. or something? Well, if you think of it just in an individual level, if you go and apologize to someone, they don't have to accept it. There's Mm -hmm. a vulnerability that comes with apologizing. And this had no vulnerability to it. This was very much a PR statement. Well, it seemed that way. I mean... It seemed like there was a lot of humility there, like a lot of humility was projected, let's Mm -hmm. just say, which for an organization like the Catholic Church is sort of new. But again, that's all about them then, right? Mm -hmm. Just because evil's getting a little bit better Mm -hmm. doesn't make it good. Yeah, that's a good point. So what what else about apologies uh, do we have to talk about? Um, I really think it's important just in general to have the idea of when you apologize It really should be in between two parties, not a very... Like, you're not apologizing for yourself. Oh, yeah. So it shouldn't be performative. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of performative apologies being performed lately. Mm -hmm. Whether it be Tristan Thompson publicly apologizing to Khloe Kardashian on Instagram, which had nothing to do with her. And that is a very certain situation that should be very private. Or... The Pope coming over to Canada to publicly apologize, or Will Smith apologizing to Chris Rock last month. These are all things that are very personal and should be done between two separate parties, not in front of me. I don't need to hear. Yeah, because because then it, it is really more meaningful, right? If it's personal, and then surely it's up to the the person receiving the apology to to if decide. They want to make it public, yeah, yeah, to decide to say. Chris Rock can come out and be like, hey, you know what? Will Smith came over to my house, sat down, we had a good old chat, and he really seemed sorry. Mm-hmm. And great, right? Exactly. And like the apologies that have meant the most to me have been very vulnerable and just caring. Like I can see that somebody actually cares about how they affected me. And to go back to the restorative justice uh, context, from what I understand, it can truly happen that rehabilitation uh, happens faster for criminals because they are sat in front of their victims and they have to apologize and talk about the harm that they did and listen Mm -hmm. as well, right? You have to listen. That's surely part of it too, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just be like, sorry for this thing. And then the person in front of you might be like, yeah, but wasn't just that. Well, that's it. And I think that goes back to the root of sorry you feel. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to say sorry you feel if you're not sitting across from someone and mm-hmm. you don't have to hear how they actually feel and how you made them feel. Because yeah. if you're apologizing, you've inflicted some sort of pain. That's it. Whether you recognize it or not, you've hurt somebody else. Yeah. And I think the most the best people at apologizing are kids. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first like you learn you learn please, yeah. you learn thank you, and you learn I'm sorry. Yeah, go say sorry to whoever you just like. And if you kick have kids, sand in their face. you make them go and say sorry. And yeah. it's such a good lesson to have that somewhere we lose that. And I think it's very easy as an adult to kind of not want to say sorry because it takes a lot out of you to go to somebody and oh, say, yeah. I'm sorry, I it, made you feel it's bad. It's huge. It's an incredible emotional and cognitive dissonance. Like it. It makes you feel really bad, mm-hmm. right? To, to recognize the bad thing that you did. Exactly. If you genu- genuinely get it. Mm-hmm. You did it right? And I think deep down, everybody does genuinely get it, which makes apologizing sincerely so difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. So, Bobby, have we covered for today? Have we covered apology, do we think? 
I have one more quick point. Yeah, good. Go on. Do you think now that you're Canadian, quote unquote? I have been Canadian for over 30 years, but carry on. Mm, whatever. Do you think that how much Canadians say, I'm sorry, oh. lessens the value of it? Right. Because that's a stereotype that Americans have about Canadians is that we apologize all the it's time. It's true. I say sorry all the time. Nonstop. I think it's it's a social signaling of concern for the well-being of, of other people. And therefore, I don't think it... I think it becomes part of just a, a kind of cultural uh, norm and signifier that is is a positive thing in general. Like if if it just becomes a tick, like a verbal tick, mm-hmm. that's not good. That's not that's not real. It's not meaningful after that. But I think if you genuinely if you step on somebody's toes, say sorry. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether you mean, mean it or not, right? So so just having the reflex of wanting to apologize, I think, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's my. That's all I wanted. I wanted two Canadian pennies. Okay, good. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks for having us over. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Sorry for keeping you.